Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 58 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and to you, the listener. You make this ministry possible, and I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to identify and overcome a tormenting spirit. And let me say from the very beginning, this episode isn't going to be spiritually spooky. If you're looking for spooky, you're going to be disappointed. Demonic oppression usually comes through subtle attacks, not sensational displays. If you're looking for biblical yet practical answers to why the devil tries to torment us and how you can overcome it, then this episode is for you. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, chapter number 6 and verse 12, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Notice Paul says, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, the fight is not physical. However, Paul does acknowledge that we do wrestle. We are in a spiritual battle against spiritual wickedness. While demonic activity is real, it's certainly not something we should fear. God has equipped us with victory by giving us the whole armor of God. One of the devil's most effective tactics is to torment our mind. He tries to overwhelm us psychologically with anxiety, shames, regrets, and many other things. And I want to be very clear. I do not believe every psychological or emotional struggle is the result of some evil spirit. Having good days and bad days are a completely normal part of the human experience. However, I do believe many times these tormenting spirits try to piggyback on the struggles in our everyday life. They do this because they are attempting to cause us more and more emotional grief. I believe it's extremely important that we understand what a tormenting spirit is. But I also feel like it's important for us to understand what a tormenting spirit is not. Being tormented by a spirit and being possessed by a spirit are completely different. Being tormented by a spirit does not mean that there is an evil spirit inside of you. 
Spirit-filled believers cannot be possessed by an evil spirit. Some things we struggle with is normal life. They can also be medical. Misappropriating normal emotions or medical conditions as spiritual can cause severe emotional harm. Being tormented by a spirit is completely different than being possessed. And so now that we have established what a tormenting spirit is not, what does it mean to be tormented by a spirit? First, let me reassure you, the devil tries to torment every one of us. If you're being tormented or have been tormented, it doesn't mean that you're somehow broken or less of a Christian. Spiritual torment goes beyond the normal emotional or spiritual struggles we face in our daily lives. Think of spiritual torment as a continuous, unrelenting attack on your mind. It's the devil's attempt to capitalize on our struggles and oppress us until we break under the weight of his emotional, psychological, and spiritual attacks. I remember when I was getting ready to make my first step of faith into ministry. One night I woke up feeling this tremendous fear. It was almost like the kind of feeling you get when you wake up from a nightmare. I didn't want to look around. I felt like something was watching me. When I finally was able to open my eyes, I saw a figure standing in the room with me. This black-clothed figure began to speak. And the figure said to me, If you step out in faith, I will kill you. And I said to it, you cannot kill me. You do not have the keys of life and death. And this spirit responded in a way that I did not expect. It looked at me and agreed. It said, you're right. I cannot kill you. But I will put so much on your mind that you will kill yourself. And immediately this overwhelming feeling of torment attacked my mind and attacked my heart, my spirit. I felt so fearful on the inside that I began to tremble because I thought, I never thought of that. That it could put so much on me that I would do to myself what it did not have the power to do to me. And when I began to feel that fear and I didn't know how to respond, all of the sudden I heard a voice that began to speak. Now, I'm not trying to insinuate that it was the voice of the Lord, but it was a powerful voice. It was forceful, yet at the same time felt protective. It was stern, but at the same time felt comforting. And that voice began to speak a scripture, Isaiah 41 and 10. It said, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And that voice began to speak that scripture over and over. And the more it spoke, the better I felt. The fear began to go away. The spirit that tried to torment me began to get smaller until it completely went away. And the only thing remaining was the voice that continued to speak. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, 
for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And in that moment, I realized that God was giving me a key to overcoming the tormenting attack of the enemy. I am not alone, that I am not standing under my own power. I am not hopeless, and I do not have to be dismayed. So why does the devil try to torment people? Well, the goal of a tormenting spirit is to continually vex, taunt, harass, bully, persecute, and condemn while trying to intimidate you into believing overcoming is hopeless. He does it to slow you or prevent you from becoming all God has called you to be. This protracted harassment tends to be more effective in breaking the human will than a single moment of crisis. Think of it like this. We can easily hold two pounds. So the devil tries to continually add weight until we can no longer hold up the weight. Satan knows he can never destroy the overall work of God. So he tries to destroy the people of God. Battling a tormenting spirit isn't anything to be embarrassed about. We all face them from time to time. Daniel's prophecy about the future gives us insight into the present. Daniel chapter 7 verse 25 says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. In the New English translation, it says it like this. He will speak words against the Most High. He will harass the holy ones of the Most High continually. The New International Version says it like this. He will speak against the Most High and oppress his holy people. So the King James says wear out, the NET says harass, and the NIV says oppress. This wear out in biblical Hebrew especially refers to how a garment begins to wear through by friction over time. It is the wearing out of the saints. It's not just a single event. It's the continual pressure and wearing down that the enemy tries to do to us. That is a tormenting spirit. It's the continual wearing away. It's the adding weight until it feels like it's more than we can bear. He's trying to stop you from living in peace. When you recognize what he's doing and why he's doing it, you're well on your way to overcoming it. Though at times we may feel worn out, we can ultimately prevail against the tormenting spirit. What about the tormenting spirit that came on Saul? Is that the same thing, and how does it relate to the tormenting spirits that we deal with today? To better understand, we need to look at 1 Samuel chapter 15 first. Saul has continually disobeyed God to the point that the Lord has removed the kingdom from him. What started as a spiritual removal proceeded into a physical removal. First Samuel chapter 15 verse 27 says, and Samuel said unto him, the Lord hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day. And then first Samuel 
chapter 16 and verse 14 says, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Now notice the spirit of the Lord had departed Saul. God had removed his spirit from Saul. He removed his protection from Saul and then the evil spirit from the Lord came. I want you to pay close attention to that. An evil spirit from the Lord Well, that seems strange. What does that mean? From the Lord means to be allowed by God. This is not the same as the enemy attacking a believer. The enemy loves to use this story to confuse. He wants you to believe the reason you are being tormented is because God is no longer with you. That is another lie from the enemy with the intent to torment. This is not the same as an evil spirit tormenting the minds of believers trying to discourage us. Some encouraging scriptures to remember. The psalmist declared in Psalms 9 and 9, the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Isaiah 58 and verse 6, is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. When under spiritual attack, when under spiritual oppression, you can count on divine intervention. The devil wants you to feel like you are in a position of weakness, but you are not. John declares in 1 John 4 and 4, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Once you are born again of water and spirit, oppressive spirits do not have authority over your life. You have authority over them. So here is six practical tips to help you overcome a tormenting spirit. First, praying in the spirit. We have to take spiritual authority. Jude chapter 1, verse number 20 says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. While knowledge is important, spiritual battles must be fought in the Spirit. The necessity of prayer cannot be underestimated when it comes to overcoming a tormenting spirit. Spiritual authority comes through prayer. When we begin to pray in the spirit, we can overcome. Number two, keep the faith. You have to hold on to the proven. Giving up isn't an option. Surrendering to harmful thoughts isn't an option. How do we maintain faith during these difficult times. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21 tells us, Prove all things, 
Hold fast to that which is good. Hold on to the proven things that work. What God has done in the past, he will do again. Hold on to the things that you have proven. Prayer works, praise works, faith works. Hold on to those things. The enemy wants to break you and make you give up. Don't abandon the things that work. Number three, submit to God. Place it in his hands. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God. This means surrender to God. When James says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you, he is saying, Submit all of yourself. In other words, surrender all of you, including all of your struggles. Place the tormented thoughts and struggles into the hands of God. Surrender it to him, for the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. Number four, resist the devil. Stand your ground. James chapter four and verse seven says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist in this text means stand firm, or oppose the devil. So how do we stand firm against the devil? First Peter chapter 5 verse 9 gives us that answer when it says, "Whom resist steadfast in faith." How do we resist? We stand firm with and by faith. The enemy tries to intimidate you into a spiritually timid posture. But you need to rise up, stand your ground, and begin to praise and take back the authority. No longer surrendered to that timid posture, but you rise up on the solid rock. That upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When you are standing on the things of God, the tormentor will not prevail against you. It's time for you to rise up out of that timid posture and take on the whole armor of God. We have been equipped for victory. Number five, renew your mind. Romans chapter 12 and verse two, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew means renovate or restore back to a healthy mindset. When you find yourself continually thinking about tormenting thoughts, remember Philippians 4 and 8, tells us, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. When you find yourself continually caught up in troubling thoughts, ask yourself, what is is pure and just and right, and think on those things instead. Number six, don't give the enemy a foothold. Ephesians chapter four, verse 27 says, neither give place to the devil. The word place in that text means foothold. When we find ourselves 
struggling and the tormenting of the enemy feels relentless. We need to begin to look for common denominators. Are there commonalities that are triggering these feelings? Certain types of videos or music, maybe things that we're reading. If so, those could be some things to avoid. When we continually do the things that allow the enemy to torment us further, we are giving place to the enemy. The enemy doesn't get the last word. Your fear doesn't get the final say. Your depression doesn't get the last word. Condemnation doesn't get the final say. Anxiety doesn't get the final word. You and God get the final say. And when you declare, I am going to overcome this spirit, I am not going to allow it to torment my mind any longer. I am not what it says I am. I am what God says I am. When you take authority over it, you will rise above it because God has anointed you and given you spiritual authority over every attack of the enemy. It's time to rise up. No longer living in fear under the emotional weight of the torment from the enemy, but rise up in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost and become everything that God has called you to be. And as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener. I want to pray against that tormenting spirit that has come against you. I want you to join me in prayer right now that God would loose you and set your mind free. Lord, I pray right now by the power and by the authority of the name of Jesus, we come against every lying, tormented, oppressive spirit that has come against your people. Lord, we know that that oppressive spirit is running rampant. You have not called us to bow under the weight of an oppressive spirit, but you have called us to stand on your word and declare Let the weak say, I am strong. Right now, I rebuke that oppressive spirit off of every listener. I pray, God, that not only would you give them the tools to overcome, but that you would help them help someone else. In your name, we pray. And as always, thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Maybe text them the link or share it on your social. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at Building Great Lives Podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions. 